Welcome to another week's edition of the No, I was just getting another seltzer. I'm going to do my podcast now. <sighs> Bill, it's already started. I, you know. Hey, guys, how's it going? I think I should get paid more for this. <laughs> anyway, welcome to another episode of The Miseducation of Sheltered Bill. Uh, you've heard Rick and Bill. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that they are assholes. That's uh, me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're ready to get started here. Uh, guys, how's your week? How's it going? What's new? It's going pretty good. Um, I forgot to tell you guys, I thought we should make an announcement to our listeners that I'm pretty sure this is going to be our final episode because if Bill says this one of these movies sucks. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's I mean, over. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. You, you might want to gird your loins. Oh, they're girded. They're always girded when I get on this bike. <laughs> oh, man. It's been an interesting week. We had a big windstorm, and I was without power for a day and a half, and so we were all losing our minds, realizing that everything we do plugs into a socket. So, uh, yeah, but but we're back up and running now, and if this episode's a little rough, it's probably my fault. It's more Always than usual. Your fault. <laughs> <Always> <laughs> your fault. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Oh, sorry. I'm drinking the point to point New England style IPA from Yaya Brewery in Spokane, Washington. And I have a Rogue Coastal Haze Imperial Hazy IPA. And um, yeah, it's quite hazy and imperial. Nice. Bill. I got the I got the truly variety pack remix and I am drinking a raspberry lime hard seltzer and it is delicious. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, one more comment on that windstorm. I uh I really thought I lost good bad and the ugly there. Um I I had saved it before I stopped editing and then woke up and the computer was off cut back to start editing and uh yeah none of the edit was there i thought i'd have to put another couple hours into it but crisis averted good the whole world gets to hear <laughs> right. bill's review of good the bad and the ugly they're all going to be better i mean by sure. by now in theory they've already heard it and they've probably already judged for themselves whether or not crisis was averted <laughs> <laughs> yeah true <laughs> everyone feels a lot worse now <laughs> Uh, so Bill, what movie did you watch this week? We actually did a double feature for the second time on this show. Um, if you'll remember, our first double feature was Goodfellas and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which gave us the baseline for a uh, worst case scenario for a movie with Pee Wee. But uh, we've got uh, a movie and its sequel. We've got Terminator and it's not called Terminator 2, right? It's called T2. Judgment Day. So we're reviewing the two movies in the Terminator. So it's not a trilogy. Is it a biology? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things, right? It's like, is Star Wars a trilogy? Well, there were three of those. Plus three more and three more. Sure. So there were a trilogy of trilogies. Okay. Well, there's, what is there, like five or six Terminator movies maybe? But really, one and two are the bread and butter of this franchise. Yeah. Wait, there's more? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some without Arnold, too. Like, uh, what's his name? Christian Bale is in one of them. Arnold come back. Arnold's back recently in the new one, I believe. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, yeah, there's a few more, but they were years are, and years later. Are they made by James Cameron as well? I think the newest one perhaps was, he was involved. I don't know if he directed it or not, but the first, but no, not after the first two, I don't think, except maybe the most recent one. Okay. Okay. So we should probably get into this discussion of these movies because I have a plethora of notes. Yeah, I had a feeling we have a long way to go, especially with two movies, and they're they're, they're not, not short. They're not short movies. 
No, the the first one was shorter, right? Uh, the first one's pretty short, but um, yeah, the yeah. movie was short and the hair was long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, the Terminator. Terminator. The Terminator. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, Ryan. Do you like Terminator? You know, um, I like, I like that it's an '80s action movie, like early '80s action movie. It's a little weird as a movie, but I like it. I, I'm not saying it's my favorite. It's I like the fact that it's technologically advanced enough for the '80s that it's not like too cheesy. I mean, there are some parts of it that are a little rough nowadays, but I prefer the practical effects in both these movies than I do the CGI world we live in now. Yeah, you know, so first off, we'll say that these are time travel movies, which I wasn't, I guess, fully aware of. I initially thought they were outer space robots, but it's fully time travel. Um. It, it was interesting in the opening that that it opens at the end of the war against the machines in 2029, which is funny because that's eight years from now. Right. Yeah. And it's so that's that's kind of funny. Um, Most sci fi movies from the 80s, 70s, 60s, pretty much all that stuff has already happened in every one of those movies so far. Right. I mean, it seems like every time I watch a movie, I'm like. Yeah, that didn't work. That didn't happen. Yeah. And apparently everyone who made movies in the 80s thought that time travel would involve a lot of lightning and wind. Right. I did prefer that this one involved nudity. Well, I was. Yes. I, I do have written down here, not a lot of movies open with full frontal male nudity. Right. Which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. And what I was going to do, I was going to go milk uh, dick Thanks for that one. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, how many steroids was Arnold on in 1984? All of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, did you get that reference? All of them. Yeah, it's like no. my favorite. That's my favorite line from T2 when she's like, oh. "Say how many police are here?" And he's like, uh, "I don't know, all oh. of them." Yeah, yeah. So right. if we're well, look, if we're already right. jumping into the comparison of the two movies, then I'd say like. Arnold is a lot smaller in the second movie than he is in the first movie. Like you can tell he has cut back on the steroids. <laughs> yeah. He always kind of bounces around um, in size and stature. All those guys do. Right. You see, when you look at Stallone and you know, all the like wrestlers of the world and how they're like the rock. Yeah. That dude was like 40 times the size he used to be when he was a wrestler. And then he, you know, back and forth, back and forth, but he still looked pretty good though. Yeah, there's there's a few things that are really weird too. Like, I was confused by the future because <laughs> <As> we all <laughs> are. <laughs> well, here's what was confusing to me: like, cars were fine, the humans were still driving cars, but apparently construction equipment has turned and joined to the cause of the machines. Like, all the good guys are in cars, and all of the robots are like transformers that are made out of forklifts and bulldozers and garbage trucks. Well. I think you could probably hypothesize that on the nuclear winter part where cars with no electronics still survived because they didn't get destroyed by EMP or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to have a problem throughout this entire discussion with the continuity of the time travel because I I consider myself a connoisseur of time travel movies. Uh, (laughs) It might be one of my favorite types of movie. And the, the time travel aspect in both of these movies is horrible it's like they they are the laziest time travel movies ever well you had to have something i think these movies all especially t2 well both of them you really have to suspend disbelief a lot for these movies yeah that's especially you, t2 and that's what you have to do with every action movie though right action movies are very hard to say oh that couldn't happen <laughs> right yeah so here's something weird too like Terminator opens with Arnold and he shows up totally nude. Yeah, it was right. And then he murders those three punks. Oh, did you, which one of those guys was? uh, No, of course he didn't. (laughs) You think he's like a super sleuth? (laughs) Ever heard of Bill Paxton? Oh, I thought it. Yeah, I thought he was Jeff Daniels. (laughs) I know you did. Yeah. (laughs) You thought it was John Jim Belushi. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. So, okay. Fine. So one of the punks is Bill Paxson. Um, so he murders these three guys, takes their clothes, and then he goes into the gun shop and robs the gun shop, murders the guy, and takes the gun. Right? Yeah. Right. Can I, can I stop you there? I will say. Yeah. Cause I think we're going to have a lot of disagreements in during this movie. And I'm going to give you a little bit of props here. The one thing that I think ruins the whole movie is those guys that he beats up for their clothes. How do their clothes fit yeah. him? Right. They're punks. Those guys are not the same size. <laughs> right. But that's, right. I mean, that happens in tons of movies where like, oh, we'll just steal these clothes and they perfectly yeah. fit. Why is he incredible? Okay, but so then, Re- <laughs> so then Reese shows up, right? Right. And Reese shows up naked. He steals the pants off of a homeless guy. And Wise then choice. somehow in the next, and then somehow in the next scene, he has a shotgun. Like, um, where did he get his shotgun from? I, f- I just watched it and I can't remember. I mean, he saws off the. Yeah, because they don't show it. They okay. show, right. They show him in the alley sawing it off. But we'd have no idea where that shotgun came from. He didn't steal like the, the homeless car? guy also had a shotgun. Uh uh-uh. uh. Arnold st- or the Terminator steals one out of a cop car later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that one was weird. It's weird that we like had to show how the Terminator got his gun, but Reese, we were just like, it's okay. He's got a shotgun too. Don't worry. Well, the thing is, but do you really want to watch some dude running around doing stuff? No, you want to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's a robot with human skin doing stuff. No one cares what Reese right. is doing. Okay. So now we get to my first, like, all caps note, and it carries through both movies. Here we go. Okay. Uh, if he can mimic anyone's voice on the phone, why is his main speaking voice a a broken English Austrian accent? Well, see, I knew you were going to talk about this, and I thought about it a lot. And, uh, I think that you maybe are just robot racist. How come he can't talk like that? What does a robot talk like? You just want him to be why, English? Why, you want him to be an American? Red-blooded American why, or what? Why does he speak English? Because he knows he's in America. Okay, so the, why the accent? Because he loves to talk like that. He's a little robot. <laughs> it's fine. Why does Johnny Five talk the way he does? Who's Johnny Five? From of Short course. Circuit. Of course. i never seen it. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. Put it on the list. I don't know why Johnny Five also talks with an accent, but um, I'd like you to bring up later mimicking voices because I do have something to talk about in T two, but we will get there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when we get there, we have to get to that because I have I have a note there too. But so then, like, what what is the most well known line from Terminator? I'll be be back. back. Right, exactly. And it's always like, whenever it's quoted by comedians or by people that are quoting, it's always like, I'll be back, right? Right. And in, in the movie, when he goes into the police officer station, right? I almost called it a police store. Um, <laughs> but when, when, when he's in there and he's like, I need to see Sarah Cutter, they're like, no, you can't. And he's just like, I'll be back. <laughs> like, it's so not dramatic. It's not... It was not what I expected it to be for the way that it is quoted and used in pop culture. Right. Did you know that was from this movie? Um, I knew it was from, I knew it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and I assumed it was from this movie. Yeah. I think, you know, I think I had seen part of Terminator 2 before. Yeah. I would hope um, so. Well, no. Oh, no. You know what it is? When I, I saw a scene in Terminator 2. I thought I had, I thought I was like, oh, I've seen this before. And then I realized, oh, no, this is from Wayne's World. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With Robert Patrick, right? Is that the name of the T-1000 actor? Yeah. When he's like, have you seen this boy? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. You don't know who that is? Sorry, we need to, sorry, we'll go to, we'll get to T2. We're, we're scattered. I just, I, it's going to be a long episode. I got a few more notes on Terminator and then we can go to T2 and then we can talk about comparing the two. Yeah. T2 is going to talk about, I think. I, yeah, it will be. Uh, (laughs) it was Uh also the, it was also the most fun to watch. (laughs) Right. Um, it is obvious from the early middle of the movie that Reese is going to be John's dad. Right. But 
he's going to get with Sarah Connor and be John's dad. Um, yeah, probably. Maybe. And then, okay, here's, here's another super weird thing, right? When the, in Terminator, towards the end, he's chasing them and his skin melts off, right? When they're like towards the end, all of his skin melts off and he's just chasing them as the robot. Right. Yeah. As soon as his skin melts off, he starts making like clicks and gear sounds and robot noises like that he wasn't making in the whole movie. That's because the skin is a natural noise dampener. You didn't know that? (laughs) Yeah, obviously. You know, I I think if I took my skin off, my bones would be cracking more. It's the old saying, the skin keeps the noise in. Yeah, duh. Right, yeah, duh. How how could I forget? That's you didn't, what that's from. They didn't they didn't teach you that in Canada? I know they taught it here in no. Washington. Yeah, that, that's that was the first thing I learned in third grade. The skin <laughs> the keeps the, skin the noise keeps in. Noise in. <laughs> okay, so speaking of skin. So <laughs> that, sh- <laughs> then there's that the- should be the name of this episode, is the skin keeps the noise in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll, well, maybe I'll have the artwork editor take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, after the love scene between Reese and Sarah Connor, right? Oh, such a hot scene. Like, I used to sure. love that scene when I was like nine. Oh, that was a great. That's scene. that's <laughs> not okay. <laughs> I mean, that you're watching a rated R movie at nine. Did you yeah. like it now? No, I fast-forwarded through it. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make sense. It didn't even last that long. So, it was really realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what's funny to me is, like, after that moment, Sarah Connor calls him Kyle for the rest of the movie. Like, she has called him Reese for seven-eighths of the movie, and then for the last bit of the movie, she calls him Kyle. Yeah. Bill, when you have sex with someone, you're automatically on a first-name basis. It's just funny that that's like the turning point. And then, and then I like how she says, like, at the very end of the movie, in like her audio note to John, she, she goes, those few hours we loved a lifetime, which I think is funny because she had a date that same night with a different guy (laughs) and he stood her up. (laughs) Yeah. That's not like, that's not a shining example of the rest of your life. That's the way he was a rebound from the same night of a broken date. We've all been anyway. Those are my notes on Terminator one. And it just like it ended so suddenly. And it was it was not good. It was it was it was okay, but it was not. I can't believe that people would hold that up as like the great action movie of the 80s. You know that it's on. I know that I know that I know your argument. That it's old and people are looking back on it. But I will tell you, it's Rotten Tomatoes ranking 100%. And that's weird. <laughs> it's weird. But but it, it brings me back to the Star Wars discussion we were having. When you were saying you didn't like Star Wars, um, I'll bet I'll bet Star Wars is rated pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not 100%. There's no way that movie's 100. There's no way that people would look at that and go, it's the perfect movie. Which is, in my mind, what a hundred should be. Right. They seem to love it. But anyway, yeah, we will. They're all wrong. I rewatched them both this week too. And I had some different thoughts about one that I used to have. I did, it lost a few cool points for me. But then I turned on Terminator 2 and I was not disappointed. (laughs) So I think, I think there's enough stuff here that, um, these movies kind of, sync up pretty well. They're good one and two. I say we jump into two head first and if we need to go back to one, we can, but for now, let's just do it. We got a lot to go. Okay. Let's say Terminator two, Terminator two is a way, way better movie than the Terminator. Yes. Yes. Which is rare, right? This is one of those rare instances where I think the sequel is better than the original and there's not that many out there. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I have written down in my notes, this is what I have. This is one of the best all-time examples of a sequel way better than the original. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's it's so much better. Now, that being said, there are some massive flaws in this movie, especially with the time travel. 
Sure. Okay. Like we know that we know you have a hard on for the time travel. We get it. And but no, you have but this isn't just the general concept of time travel. This is like stupid math problems. <laughs> right. Let me let me ask you this. Okay, just off the top of your head. You guys both watched Terminator 2 this week, right? Correct. Yes. How old is John Connor? 14. Yeah. I would say 14. Okay. These movies take place seven years apart and they take place in the year that they were filmed. So this second movie takes place in 1991, which is seven years after 1984 when Sarah Connor got pregnant. So according to the math, John Connor is seven in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And he is riding a dirt bike and robbing ATMs and has swear like a sailor more than anyone else in the movie. And it's 1991 in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is like stupid math that someone just was like, eh, whatever, who's going to notice? <laughs> Me, I don't, I'm going to notice. Touche. Do they, I don't think they say what time it is. I mean, yeah. obviously you're going to ex- assume that uh, it's present day. It is because the nuclear bomb is set to go off in 1997. And that's before... I mean, that's after Skynet is created. And and they say in there that Skynet goes live on whatever date in 1991. And that's why they go to, like, assassinate the, you know, third blues brother. But don't they – I have to go back and remember this part because I wasn't paying much attention as you were. I thought they said – because when they show pictures of Arnold killing all those cops, they say this was taken however many years ago and this is today. Yeah, I think they just say this was taken from X police station in 1984. Yeah, Uh, yeah, okay. I decided to look this up real quick for you. And according to Wikipedia, John Connor is 10 years old. (laughs) There's no way he's 10 in that movie. Like, well, yeah, right. Uh, Have you ever met a 10 year old? They're not fixing dirt bikes and calling their foster parents dicks. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of their foster parents, did you guys watch The Walking Dead? I, I saw it until, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> I saw it until Rick left the show. Okay. You might not know this guy. One of the, his foster parent is on Walking Dead or was for a while. His name was Gregory. Xander Berkeley? I guess. No, I don't yeah, think so. I, I love Xander Berkey. Yeah, okay. that's his name. Yeah. No, I know him from 24. He was in the first, like, three seasons of 24. Oh, cool. And he was, he was way before Rick left the show. He was, like, the head of that, of alternate town. He was, like, the mayor. Yeah, yeah he's, like, the mayor of Hilltop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Alternate town? <laughs> yeah, he, like, he's a coward and, like, surrenders to... Let's not anyway, go into we're not, Walking Dead. We're not talking Dead. about Walking Dead. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's not spoil another thing. <laughs> okay. Um, Bill, I wanted to ask you if um, John Connor in T2 reminded you of a uh, character in popular culture. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll mention here, and uh, it was one of those things where I, I wrote this down. I go, I like sequels with kids in them. <laughs> If you want to make a sequel and you want it to be better than the original, put a kid in it. <laughs> put a kid in it. Just <sighs> Well, where I was going with that is uh, I hadn't watched T2 in quite some time and I got a whole heap and helping of Bart Simpson off of uh John Connor. Chill out, man, yeah. and like all that like you got to be cool, bro. Like that 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 vibe of Bart Simpson, like when the Simpsons was starting to come up is fully in effect with the way that that character is played. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need to jump in. I'm going to give you a little backstory on T2. We've talked a lot about nostalgia and these movies that we've been watching. And there's definitely some nostalgia with this movie to me, but it's also just brings me not even the movie itself. I actually have nostalgia for the trailer. Um, I think back and in 1990, I think it was, or 91, I went and saw the Adams Family movie. And during the opening trailers, I just hear the T2 music. And then the doors open and there's just a Terminator there. And I'm like, oh my God, they're making another Terminator movie. Because do you remember in the 90s, 
when you didn't know they were making more movies of a thing. Right. When, when there was no internet. Over, yeah. There was no internet. There was nothing to tell you that. So when you're at the movie, you're like, oh my God, how could they even think of this? And it was the most exciting thing ever. So that summer I got, I went and saw this movie in the theater and it was awesome. When I rewatched it now, I still am like, this movie is awesome. That's a, It's a really good movie. And if the Clamander does not reflect that today. And I'm, you would have been 10 when you saw this movie. 11. Uh, it came out in July of 91. Yep. July 3rd. And so you would have been 10 and a half. Yeah. That's too young. Too young so to be watching rated R movies. I was the exact same age as John Connor. Yeah. So you were 14? <laughs> yeah. It was fine. Uh, you should have played little league baseball so here's another one i'm curious about bill we're harkening back to our childhoods do you know the name bobby budnick nope (laughs) so there used to be a television show on nickelodeon called salute your shorts oh okay yeah 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 that was the red-haired kid yeah that was him yeah yeah and that i loved that with the sweet red mullet yeah i thought mullets were the coolest thing in the world yesterday until i realized you could have a red one yeah uh, yes. i was killing it okay so here's here's something weird about terminator 2 the t-1000 also shows up naked right and then he kills that cop and takes his clothes yes and they fit perfectly well okay well, metal no, 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 no. The cop was not wearing metal clothes. No, but the okay, so here's the thing. I knew we were gonna talk uh-huh. about this too. Uh-huh. All the clothes he wears are made uh-huh. of metal because every time he turns into someone, he wears their clothes. He does it when he kills a security guard in the hospital and he's looks like him and Right. He, so and, he, and so so I was frustrated with the fact that he stole these clothes and then every time he catches fire or whatever, he's just well, like able to reform the clothes. But what you're saying is that his metal, his me- liquid metal body is just mimicking the clothing. Mimicking clothing. Yes. He's he's stealing yeah. the look. Yeah, and I knew you were going to say that. And that's bullshit. <laughs> right. So. How? So. OK, so your point is that. Before he came there, he'd never seen or touched clothing that, that whoever he touched to make the form of his like actor body self was naked. And that's why when he first shows up, he has to be naked. We don't know what T1000s look like in the future. We don't know right, what, but, what form they take. Right. But why is he naked when he shows up? Why doesn't he show up with clothes to blend in? Because he showed up as a human man. That's all he knew. Okay. But then when he, takes the outfit of the cop he doesn't change his face like he does when he takes anyone else's shape he when keeps you, his body with the cop's clothes so somehow he has to kill that cop just to replicate a police uniform when you time travel <laughs> the clothes come off fine and the liquid metal comes clothes. off too. <laughs> yeah. but but even so why does he have to kill the cop to put on a uniform and why doesn't he then look like that cop he doesn't have to. He can look like whatever he wants to. Right. And he wants to look like the guy from the X-Files. And that's Which, what he did. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, so he was... Wait, I thought David Duchovny was in the X-Files. When David Duchovny leaves, Robert Patrick is in the X-Files. Nah, I wouldn't know. It doesn't matter. Um, no one anyway, watched it after that. Sure. But uh, the, the issue I have is they know what the T-1000 actor looks like. Because he's chasing them and trying to kill them, right? Sure. And he can take the shape and form of any other person. Mm-hmm. Why does he keep going back to that form that they recognize? Why not sneak up on him as a little old lady? Well, there's not a lot of chances. He never sneaks up on him as him either. I mean, they they always just know there's a term. Because Arnold knows that there's a no. back coming at all times. <laughs> sure. Like, he's sure. there to protect him. He's going to know. It's, it's Terminator Sixth Sense. They can, they can sense so, their own. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. No, I got one more. I got one more for you. In a car chase, (laughs) what's your vehicle of choice when chasing someone down? A helicopter. Not not a semi truck, which is used three (laughs) times in the two movies. Like the Terminator is always chasing them in a semi truck. I mean, it's whatever's available. And those were available mm, at the time. They're not notoriously the best. Like, I'm going to catch up to this other car in this summer. Pretty close. Have you ever chased someone down in a semi-truck before? 
Nope. <laughs> Have you ever seen Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> nope. Oh. Uh, put it on the list. Do oh. we want to put and that if, on the list? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and if and if I'm a Terminator, I don't think I'm chasing someone recklessly in a truck labeled liquid nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Um, can I tell you something weird about this movie that I discovered? Since we're talking about shape-shifting, the scene when he kills that, like, cop that got the full house on his coffee cup. Yeah. 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 And he turns around and the guy looks at him. He's like, oh, you know what's weird about that? That was actually his twin brother. Those guys' (laughs) names are Don and Dan. And they're twins. (laughs) That's funny. They didn't have the technology to show two of them. So they just got twins. (laughs) Let's got twins. And twins. And the twins. (laughs) Okay. Sarah Connor, way more badass in T2. Oh, like and, she's, and she's even hotter, right? She's she's way... I, I'm ripped. <laughs> she's not my style. She's doing pull-ups <laughs> off the bed. I don't need to sleep. I need to exercise. Oh, um, let me... Let me preface with one more thing about... We might get confused a little bit. So, this movie was not streaming anywhere for free. I owned the T2 Ultimate Edition that I lent to Bill to watch. It had an option of uh, watch the theatrical release or the extended version. Um, I read an article about the extended version, said it wasn't necessary. There's some weird stuff in it. (laughs) So and then James Cameron decided he didn't want to call it the, the director's cut because he liked his first version. This was just an extended cut. So I lent Bill my DVD without finishing mine. Ryan lent me his. We did a little devil's triangle of trading DVDs. Yeah, we did. And uh, I don't know if that's Ryan, what that's called. <laughs> that's, that's how I've always heard it. Uh, Ryan's DVD only had the option to watch the extended cut. So I subjected myself to that and it was weird. And <laughs> yeah, most of the scenes were very recognizable as this didn't happen when I saw this before. But sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, you know, was did this happen? And I just forgot it. So there might be some confusion once in a while, but there's some crazy things in that movie. There's a whole part where he teaches the Terminator how to smile. And <laughs> it's really fun for Arnold to get his acting chops in because it's very funny. There's some They made it kind of comical for a while, which I'm glad they didn't do. Well, I mean, he had to work up his chops for Kindergarten Cop and, you know. Right. Oh, I like that movie. <laughs> of course you do. Sure. That had tons of kids in it. Who is your daddy <laughs> and what does he do? Uh, okay. So, Sarah Connor's way better in this. John's cool. They're all, you know, and they've got a Terminator helping them instead of Kyle Reese, right? Right. Here's here's what I noticed. Like, at the beginning of the movie, the plot line of this movie is, in 2028, at the end of the decades-long war of the humans against the machines, two Terminators were sent back in time, one to 1984 and one to 1991. Okay. Right? That was the opening script. Okay? Okay. If they had decided to send the T-1000 to 1984, <laughs> they would have all been dead. <laughs> Game over. The machines win. Because that Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese had no chance against the T-1000. They were pretty stupid to wait until 1991 to send the badass Terminator when there was another Terminator and a prepared Sarah Connor to handle it. Right. So, as we've gone to, (laughs) suspending your disbelief for these movies (laughs) is the only thing you can do. Right. Um, And then there's, like, what I call, because it's what I understand it to be, so this may not make sense to you guys, but what I called the sum of all fears moment. Okay. I know of that movie. I think I've okay. seen it. Okay. You... Oh, I love that movie. The Jack Ryan movie, right? Yes. Yeah. With Ben Affleck. Right. Oh, yeah. Is, is Ben Affleck? Uh, Jack is Ryan. He, he's Jack Ryan. Yeah. yeah. So is this, is this pre or post his asshole character in Dazed and Confused? I don't know what that is. <laughs> What? I am dazed and confused by what you just said. <laughs> okay, you know what you know what that, that that's a movie, right? I think so. Have you seen that's, it before? That's the one with the melted face smoking a cigarette on the VHS cover. 
<laughs> the cigarette yeah. for sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll call it we'll call it a melted face with a cigarette. Sure, uh, Bill, you've never seen that. Okay, nope. hey, Ryan, mark this on the list. Yeah, it has. Or been. maybe today, <laughs> it has been right, anyway, chiseled into your... the tablet of time. Go back to your some of all fears moment. Okay, so some of all fears is the first movie I saw where a nuclear bomb was detonated on the screen on American soil. It's the first one you've ever seen. That was the first movie I ever saw a like nuclear explosion in America. Okay. And it, it emotionally triggered something in me like that. Like, yeah, that just, there was just something about it that was, that was scary, that was emotional, that was intense. And it's probably why I like that movie so much is because it like evoked that emotional response in me. Right. Right. And then there's that moment in this where she like envisions that explosion. She's hanging on the fence and the the kids are playing. Like I can see how people watching this movie in the theater and experience that. And it, it got to them emotionally. Like if that had been the first time I'd seen that, I would be like, wow, that was scary and, and incredible. And, and yeah, it was just, it was a big moment in that movie. Can I ask you a question about that moment? Is Sarah all, does she looking at herself in that or just watching kids play? I think she's looking at herself playing on the playground with kids, right? She's pushing John or something on the swings. Or something like that. Or someone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not John. If she's seeing what she perceives to be like the inevitable 1997 explosion. Right. It must be like her grandkid that John has when he's 12. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause by 1997, John's going to be 50. <laughs> right. Okay. Which let me get to the other problem with John's age. Okay. Uh, the, the whole thing is that these Terminators are sent back in time in 2028, right? Right. And that's after the decades-long war between the humans and the robots following the 1997 nuclear explosion, right? Right. Which is when Kyle Reese was also sent back. Yeah. And then uh, John says to Arnold, as the Terminator, he says to him, I never met my dad. And Arnold says, you will. Right? right? And he goes, yeah, but I don't meet him until I'm 45, <laughs> which would which would be 2029 after he's already, the war is over and he's been sent back in time already. Okay. I don't think he knows math that well. That's not yeah, his fault. I don't think James Cameron knows math that well. <laughs> John's only 10. How would he know math by now? He's only seven. <laughs> And he's only working on dirt bikes and not going to school. Yeah, he. Oh. You know, he doesn't go to school. That's the whole thing. Okay. This, I, I, I now veto my own renaming of this episode to. Uh, now it's going to be Bill doesn't enjoy movies; he enjoys picking apart movies. Right. Well, that's kind of what we're doing here. <laughs> but um, okay, couple last last couple thoughts. Um, you know what cops need? What? knee armor (laughs) (laughs) but isn't that the funniest part of the movie when when he says he'll live is the best thing ever but like all those cops in the knees yeah it's like Clint Eastwood with hats right (laughs) well yeah I like that's what I think that so this is my thing about movies I have some problems when I watch movies that are um I need my movies to all have a little bit of levity to them and I think that that's what Terminator One is lacking. There's no. Yes. It's, I mean, it's just straight action, advent, you know, stuff. It's, it's almost a sci-fi movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, and here's what I here's the last thing I have on Terminator Two. The ending. It was just like Lord of the Rings, except in Lord of the Rings, Frodo doesn't also have to jump into the fires of Mount Doom after Gollum falls in. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. But, Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> but the thing is, so, okay, if that's your last note, I have a few things to bring up with you. Well, except how when Arnold's getting lowered down into the smelt and molten steel or whatever it is, yeah. uh, how does he not say, how is his last word, goodbye, and not hasta la vista, baby? Because <laughs> well, he had already said it, right? I guess. Um 
Well, that's supposed to be your heartfelt moment with the robot as opposed to the jokey moment. Sure. Also, how does molten steel, which is liquid metal, destroy other liquid metal? He gets diluted. Okay. I think we all got diluted. Yeah. Um, So, speaking of the uh, levity I need in a movie, how about when he's like, finds out that he can control this Terminator, he's like, okay, stand on one leg. And then he does, and those guys come over, and he's like trying to get him to fight with them, and he's like, "Put your leg down." That kind of stuff is hilarious in that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's some really good parts of that. And so, one more thing I will say is, you were talking about the T1000 and his mimicking of people. So I thought you were going to bring this up. I can't believe you weren't complaining about this. The scene when he's got Sarah pinned up against the wall, and he's like, "Call to John." call to him and he's like gonna kill her if she doesn't call him. I was like why doesn't he just do it and then he does it five minutes later right so I thought he was trying to force her to say it because he had to hear her say it to mimic it that doesn't make any sense because he was able to <laughs> right yeah well he so, found out the hard way okay I need, I need I need a few minutes to think here all right well you know what while you think let's go to commercial break I'll be back Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. And we're back. Right, Have you had enough time to think? I have. I've, I've really put my thinking cap on. I have a question for you. Uh, you can answer this before or after we bring out the clemometer. How many movies off the top of your head, how many action movies can you think of that are better than T2? Than T2? I mean, I, I, I've, I see a lot of action movies. Action movies are my jam. I love a good action movie. And so, I mean, I could probably easily name 20, but that doesn't mean I hated T2. Okay, we're going to find out. Let's bring out the clemometer. We should probably get to the clemometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. (laughs) Unique New York. Unique New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. Almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clemometer sounds like bongo drum. Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah. Kilometer and, uh, I mean, kilometer and homework. I said kilometer. It never fails to amaze. <laughs> I like that intro. Kilometer. Let's go, Bill. Let's go, kilometer. So, quick recap. At the very bottom of the kilometer, at a degree of one Celsius, we have peewee. I just have Pee-wee there. I can never remember if it's Great Adventure, Big Adventure, or Magical Journey, or whatever. It's big Adventure. It's it's terrible. So not worth your time, in your opinion. It, oh. it is not. It so should good. not exist. Um, at a uh, 42, we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, at 44, we have the collection, collected works of the Rolling Stones. Um at an even 51, One. sorry, 51, you know, that even an number, even, Yes, <laughs> that even number of 51. We have the Blues Brothers. Uh, Full Metal Jacket comes in at 59, Goodfellas at 60, and Christmas Story up at the top at 68. So first I ranked Terminator, and I tried to rank it on its own as a standalone, not not putting them together. Um, before you throw that out there, did you want to hear me and Ryan's predictions or do you want to unveil them first? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that you guys do that segment without me. Once I take these headphones off, I am checked out, but (laughs) even sometimes when you have the headphones on, I was gonna say, I thought it was the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So yeah. Where did you guys think these movies would land? So let's just start with one. You want to start with one? Then we'll go to two after we do all of one. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Terminator one. Ryan gave it a whopping 54%, 54%, which would be right in between Blues Brothers and Full Metal Jacket. 
And let's keep in mind that this isn't how Ryan would rate the movie. This is what how Ryan thinks I would rate the movie. Yes. Right. And also, it's not a percent. It's a degree Celsius. That's what I meant. <laughs> and then I gave it a 63 per- degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so now, let's see what Bill wants to do. Okay. I put Terminator as an okay action movie. The... Effects weren't great. The writing wasn't great. I had a few issues with it, but I like action movies. I have a soft spot for action movies. I gave it a solid 55. Wow, Ryan, one okay. degree off. That's so I put, I put Terminator above Blues Brothers and below Full Metal Jacket. Okay. We're gaining information here, Rick. I think we're getting, we're, we're, we're learning things. Okay, so how did you guys feel like T2, Judgment Day, would fare? Okay, so T2, me and Ryan were pretty close on this one. I went in at a 76 degrees, and Ryan came in at 78 degrees. Wow, you guys really thought I was going to love T2, Because it's a really good movie. Okay, it's got so it's got everything you could need. It's got time travel. It's got action. It's got liquid metal. What it's else? Got terrible math. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than that. You want this? Isn't a beautiful mind? You know what I mean? Right. I didn't go um, to the theater to watch T2 to get a math lesson. I went to watch Arnold blow things up. Yeah, I probably okay. skipped math class to go see it. <laughs> Okay, so it was good. It was a good, solid movie. It had like that classic feel to it. It was just a good action movie. It really, really was. So it does get a pretty decent rating, not quite as high as uh, you guys thought I'd come on it, because it does have some serious story issues. Uh, But for what it is, I liked it, and I gave it a 72. It is the new top of the kilometer. Rick, you're pretty close. Um, yeah, well, Bill, I'll let let you a little peek behind the curtain with your headphones off. What me and Ryan have been doing was taking roughly about what we think we like the movie at and then dropping about 20, 25 (laughs) points. (laughs) So, you know, it's working out okay. This next movie might be kind of difficult. Um, Did we pick a movie? We, well, you may not have, and I don't (laughs) think Bill did. But I definitely did. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm along for the ride. Let's go. <laughs> earlier on when I said, let's put this on the list for immediate watching, when I heard some of all fear starring Ben Affleck, I think we got to, we should probably watch Days and Confused. I don't want to give any more information away to Bill before I described anything there. Um, Bill, you want to watch Days and Confused? I mean, that's why I'm here is to get exposed to things. I don't know anything about Days and Confused, except apparently I now know that Ben Affleck is in it. Yeah, well, okay, you've never heard of it. Have you heard of it? I I know that it's a movie. Like, I've seen the VHS cover in a blockbuster. It's the swirly-faced, melty guy who's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, so then what do you think the movie's about? Um, uh, well, it's called Dazed and Confused. So mm-hmm. it's probably about someone who is on drugs, right? I'm guessing Um, it's I don't know. I'm guessing it's probably a comedy, right? Uh, Most movies that are like dazed and confused. Maybe it's about someone who doesn't really know what's going on. Someone who's stupid, something like the jerk or, um, you know, where there's just some bumbling moron walking through life, getting stuff wrong. Right. Okay. So who do you think that bumbling moron is? Well, you said Ben Affleck is in the movie. Is so, and I'm not supposed to ask you guys questions anymore about what the movie's about. <laughs> no, we, so, want, we want your, your, uh, unbiased guess of what this movie's fresh, gonna be about. Fresh from that, uh, vault, that steel vault of a mind that is Bill Clem's brain. So I'm thinking Dazed and Confused is probably mid 90s. So it must have been like right around the time of like, uh, what's that one that he and Matt Damon did that kind of made them famous? Goodwill Hunting? Robin. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to say Robin Williams? Yeah, he's in that, isn't he? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, 
So, you know, Ben Affleck at that time, I think was really like Boston street. So maybe, maybe it's him and maybe he's like uneducated South of Boston, you know, hard nose kind of growing up on the rocks kind of thing. Okay. All right. Wait, wait, real quick. What does growing up on the rocks mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure I didn't know <laughs> which rocks <laughs> specifically were you talking about. You know, with someone with says on the rocks. On the rocks. Life on the rocks. Hard upbringing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. okay. So we have Ben Affleck is a dumb, confused man living on the rocks. Uh huh. And hard ass. Yeah, he's just bumbling around the south. I think he's bumbling around the south of Boston, trying, like, just skating through life, trying to get away with not working and not holding down a job. And maybe he's a con artist or something like that. Sounds like uh, you describe Ben Affleck now. <laughs> where do you, uh, okay, so, and I know you don't know, but, you know, just based on your synopsis so far, I mean, what do you think his goal is as a person? Oh, probably just to, like, see. You know, like it's probably to like either score a bunch of drugs or a bunch of money so he doesn't have to work and he can just sit around and get high. All right. Sounds good. Well, yeah. You know, Bill, I am surprised. Like, Oh, it'd be cool if he robbed a bank. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you're really just describing the town. But I'm impressed. That was a that's a really good synopsis of this movie. Like, it's weird. But anyway, we'll talk about it next okay. week. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time for you to take your headphones off. And me and Ryan are going to talk about your next score. Okay. Well, you guys figure out what you'd rate it and I guess drop 20 degrees off of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. At <laughs> least. <laughs> At least. Okay. Bye. 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 Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. synopsis. Yeah. It's good. That's going to be fun. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Ryan, how many times have you seen Days and Confused? Ten, mm, probably. Yeah, okay. Enough, uh, enough to know yeah. it. Yeah, I actually just watched it a couple weeks ago, just yeah. randomly anyway, so that kind of made me think, let's get it going. I, I think it's a really good movie. I think, you know, I almost slipped and said it was a stoner movie. Yeah, but, I think we need to... I don't think it actually is a stoner movie, and we'll get into that yeah. next week. Um, I mean, there's definitely some... Uh, drug use in that movie and there's a couple stoner characters but you know yeah. it's not a you know we haven't gotten into the Cheech and Chong area right we're not into the stuff. prime mm-hmm. stoner movie category yeah because it's not I wouldn't call it a you know it's not a comedy either I mean it, it's, it's coming funny, of age story yeah it's he's not he's not going to have any he's not going to have any story or plot for this movie he's right. going to be real annoyed with that yeah, yeah. So that's kind of gonna uh, bring my score down a bit um, do you have a score in mind um you know, just learning that this was going to be the movie we're going to watch. Uh, yeah, I got to think a little bit. Um, All right. Well, since I thought about this halfway through, I've been kind of it's been racking my brain a bit because this one seems complicated to me. Yeah, I'm thinking about the kilometer and how he rolls, and man, this movie just has a good good flow. I mean, Richard Linklater makes good movies, you know, and they're yeah. pretty fun to watch. But Bill's not going to relate to any of this stuff. No, um, we had some. I had some things that, you know, I wasn't alive in the seventies, but my days in high school had some things that were similar. I mean, not, you know, they're not definitely, you can relate to them. You maybe didn't have that experience, but you knew that that was a thing that could have happened if you chose to follow that path. Yeah. And I had some experiences that were more similar to that movie than anything Bill has done his whole (laughs) life, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, So that's going to be a pretty big shot against it, but I think that my score, and this is definitely not my opinion of the movie, but he's going to, I was going to rank this around the 50 range, but I figured out that Blues Brothers is 51%. Yeah. And I think he's going to Degrees. Degrees. (laughs) Degrees. Sorry. This movie is 51 degrees. And I think that this movie is definitely a little bit hotter to him than Blues Brothers. So I'm going to... But, uh, yeah, man, it's so hard. I bet he liked it better than Turner. I'm going to say he's going to put it at a strong 57. You're going 57. That's interesting because I, like, hearing you talk through your score, I'm thinking, okay, Bill's not going to relate to this movie. This movie's 
more of a mess plot-wise story, as Bill says, story-wise, um, because it's not, it's a little more all over the place. I think he's not going to connect with it um, as well as Blues Brothers, even. I think he's going to rate it lower. He's going to be annoyed with some of the silly characters, uh, with some of the 70s stuff that he doesn't understand. Um, I think he's not going to like it. I think he's going to put it in the mid-40s. I'm going to go 42. Wow. Degrees. Interesting. So you're putting it... So. I will, I'll give you a little clue here. You may not have the clamometer in front of you. That's exactly where he has good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. No, I think that I feel, I feel like that's right. So you think the desolate wasteland Western type movie that he was very confused about, the worst movie he's seen since Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you think Days of Confused is going to be there? I understand. I get yeah. it. I'm not, no, I think, I think he's not going to like it. I'm, I'm just becoming more pessimistic about everything we're going to give him. Yeah, we're gonna no, need to I get him a Disney Pixar movie, and it's gonna be like a ninety-eight in the kilometer, and we're just gonna have to end the podcast. Right? Yeah. No, he's lucky he got T two as high as he did because yeah. I knew this. Was, I knew T two was gonna be his best rated movie so far. Yeah, and I was right, and so were you. Because if it wasn't, we yeah, have issues. No hope for him. I think we could bring him back, don't you? Yeah. We All can't. Right. Now we just got to get his attention. He really gets in that phone, doesn't he? <laughs> he really, he's playing hearts, I bet. Text him. Come back, Bill. Hey, there he is. Hi. Hey, hey, hey guys. Out the only way to How get Bill back from turning off his headphones is to text him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking at the screen. <laughs> well, yeah, we appreciate we your uh, your commitment to... Well, never mind. I'm talking on my ass. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, so, how'd that go? I, you know what? It went real interestingly. <laughs> yeah, we've we're we're learning some. Did things. you guys agree on a number? Oh no, no. Uh huh. We we have our own opinions. <laughs> um, I don't know how. Have you you've listened to one of these so far? The prediction segments, right? Yeah. So I listened to the predictions of Good, Bad, and Ugly. Right. I did not listen to predictions of Terminator yet. Right. Uh, because it hasn't come out yet. About it. I will listen to them tomorrow. Yeah. And so then I I will I will wait and not listen to predictions until after we've discussed them. So um, I looked online and the movie is not streaming currently, but. I do own it on DVD if you need it. Okay, I will take you up on that. Great. Don't tell me the. Is it? Um, is it on Amazon for Square. rent? I yeah, I believe so. All right, I may have to do that. Um, let's all look at our phones. It makes great radio content. I was just I was looking up the um, situation of where the movie was streaming. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. I'm not playing games on my phone like I think Bill is doing. Yeah, I'm playing Hearts. <laughs> yeah, it's an Amazon rental for four dollars. Four dollars. Yeah, three ninety nine. Jeez, Good. we're gonna need some more sponsors if I'm gonna rent a movie for four dollars. <laughs> a movie like this helps because everybody, almost everybody in the world, owns it. So, <laughs> and I've never seen it. <laughs> but you nailed that description. All right. See, I don't even need to this... see it. I know what it's about. Well, seeing as you've never seen it, Bill. Um, that pretty much is the theme of this podcast, and we should probably end on that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'm looking forward to it, although uh, it sounds like I pretty much know what it's about. Yeah, Bill, you're such a messy bitch. <laughs> Bill is a messy bitch. Uh, I'd really like to thank everybody for listening. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. We really appreciate you guys uh, listening and sharing all of the episodes, uh, really boosting our uh, listens here. Um, we really appreciate our sponsors for uh, sending us all the, the gifts and the, the money, of course. If you want to follow us, hit us up at I'm, Instagram. I'm in it for the art. Yes. Bill is an artiste. Not the art of cinema. The art of <laughs> interrupting The art people. of broadcast. Yes. Uh, if you want to follow us, we're on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We're on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. Uh, and email us. Uh, we, we really would like to hear from... Uh, anyone who has stumbled upon this podcast uh, through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anything out there that you stumble upon this podcast and you find something intriguing about it, we really want to hear from you and uh, broaden our listener base and learn about who you guys are as fans. Also, if there's something that you love and you want to know where it ranks on the kilometer, 
let us know whether it's music, movies, TV shows, whatever. And, and I'll watch it or listen to it and let you know how it stacks up. Yeah, don't worry. He hasn't seen it. And you'll probably be disappointed. Yeah, so email us, please. Um, miseducationofbill at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If you like the podcast, please share it. Anything else uh, you guys want to add before we close her down for the week? Just someone send us an email, please. We're so, so <laughs> lonely. I'm so bored over here. I'm looking forward to watching Dazed and Confused, a drug movie starring Ben Affleck. Living on the rocks. In South Boston. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Before he robs the bank. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Hasta la vista, baby. Bye. Bye. Good night.
track Sometimes hell comes dressed in black And now it's time for me to disappear